Michael Osterlink here with con constitutional scholar Bruce Fine for an ep another episode of Fine Wisdom. That's hashtag Fine Wisdom. How you doing, Bruce? I'm doing well today. Thank you, Michael. Good. So we're going to talk today about the 28 pages. What are your thoughts? Well, the, the first observation, Michael, is the vast amount of misinformation about the 28 pages is truly staggering. Uh, virtually nothing is said about it is, is true, you know, other than it's 28 pages. Um, the, the most important thing to begin with is to recognize that this was 28 pages of a long report that was compiled by a joint uh, committee of the House and Senate Intelligence Committees after 9-11 to investigate you know, the, the sources and reasons for the murderous abominations, the, the, the slaughters and the, the four hijackings. So it was a congressional document, congressional report. 28 pages were redacted out of that report at the time. It was prepared in 2002. And there was a description by uh, this joint committee saying that it, it indicates that uh, there were clear uh, support from outside groups for the uh, 19 hijackers, 15 of which were Saudis. Uh, now, so when uh, you read about these columns urging that President Obama declassify the document, it's absurd. It's a congressional document. The President of the United States under the United States Constitution can't classify documents that are in the hands of the Congress. It's their work product. And under the speech or debate clause of the Constitution and, and separation of powers, Congress gets to decide whether they want to disclose it, not the President. And in fact, both the House and Senate rules provide that there can be resolutions in the House and Senate, notwithstanding the President's objection, to disclose any document they wish. It was done, for instance, in, uh, uh, in the case of the so-called Church Committee that investigated CIA and NSA abuses in the 1970s, and it was done in connection with the Panama Canal Treaties where the Senate voted to declassify certain negotiating papers classified with Omar Trios and Carter relating to the Panama Canal. So it's not unprecedented, and that's very important in Washington because, my gosh, if you want to ask something to do for the first time, people get terrified. I don't want to go down that. You know. um, so that's the first thing. The 28 pages is a congressional document. Congress gets to decide whether to declassify or to classify. And as long ago as 2006, when President Bush was in office, there were 43 senators, even though they could have declassified it, they wrote a letter uh, to President Bush, including among the signatories was Hillary Clinton, who was then a senator, uh, John Kerry, who was then a senator, who's now Secretary of State, and Joe Biden, who's now Vice President, all saying, Mr. President, you know, you need to, this should be public. You know, this is not, there's no reason, you know, to protect Saudi Arabia who's done all this activity that, in some sense, boosts, supports terrorism. Nothing happened. Uh, now, here we are, 2016. President Obama, at one time, told those who were the families of victims of 9-11 that, well, first thing he was going to do was take a look and, and try to make sure that these 28 pages were public. Of course, he's done nothing. Uh, and so here we're sitting here um, in 2016, uh, the House and the Senate, can declassify at any time. It's stunning that House uh, Intelligence Committee chairman says he thinks it ought to be made public, but they won't do anything. 
Uh, the same can be done on the Senate side. Senator Graham, former Senator Graham, who was a co-chair of this Joint Congressional Committee in 2002, says, well, he thinks it ought to be public. But, Mr. Chairman, why didn't you make it public when you were the chair? You know, what's, if anything, you know, the, 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 facts, the facts haven't changed in 14 years. Now, if you think of why, even if we just think about um, the importance of doing justice to, you know, the victims of 9-11, it underscores the urgency of, of, of Congress moving. Uh, because uh, under, the, under uh, the existing law, if you could prove um, some kind of complicity with certainly a state sponsor of terrorism in 9-11, you know, the victims could sue that foreign nation. And there's pending legislation that's passed out of the Senate Judiciary Committee that would enable the victims or the families of 9-11 to sue any nation that was involved, implicated in the 9-11 or other terrorist abominations that caused injury in the United States. And so basically what's happening when you conceal the the 28 pages, you're subordinating justice to Americans to protecting, you know, diplomatic relations with Saudi Arabia, which is you know, hardly a friend anyway. They do virtually everything to impair or obstruct, you know, our goals in the Middle East and certainly relating to terrorism. Uh, but here we have, I say, this is what happens when you have an empire mentality and you protect the military-industrial terrorism complex, even at the expense of your own citizens. I, I find it really a moral obscenity that that kind of inversion of, of priorities would exist. What would Congress actually need to do to declassify it? All they'd have to do is publish it in the congressional record. They could declassify it in, you know, tomorrow if they wanted to. Officially, the way you would operate procedurally is that you would, you would have a resolution that would be introduced, and has been one, in the House and the Senate, a resolution to make the, uh, the document, the 28 pages, uh, public, and that would be the end of it. They would send it over to the government printing office and publish it. They could publish it like they did the Pentagon Papers, which was classified, which was declassified by then-Senator Mike Ravel, and we all read. I mean, I did read the Pentagon Papers from government printing office. Uh, so it's a relatively uh, easy task to, uh, to discharge. So one of two ways, either the, the House and Senate would pass a resolution declassifying mm -hmm. it, or a member of Congress could read it into the record? A member of Congress right now can only read uh, the doc the 28 pages in a SCIF, a Special Compartmentalized Information Facility. Uh, now, they could, in my judgment, they could go on the floor and just summarize as best they could what they had read, because you can read it as many times as you want, uh, and I believe that could be done. Now, under constitutional law, uh, that reading would be protected from any investigation or prosecution by the executive branch or judicial branch, you know, for espionage or disclosing classified information, the Congress itself could try to discipline a member if it thought it you know, violated its rules, which now say you can read it, you know, in the skiff but not uh, publicly. Uh, but in my judgment, that if that discipline happened, that person would be an immediate hero. Uh, they would be celebrated throughout the land as standing up to Saudi Arabia and the government of the United States in favor of those victims of 9-11, and I can't believe that that person would be otherwise than totally supported for his re-election bid probably for the rest of his career. Great. Thank you, Bruce. Yeah.